0: On healthcare Untold. This is Healthcare Untold.
1: We wanted to kind of give a continued update about what was happening in Uvalde, Texas. And uh, President Biden went there uh, just uh, yesterday. And it was uh, so hard to see um, the families just um, begging them for, uh, begging them both uh, him and his wife for help. Um, and so I do think that, you know, there we get, how can we even start to even understand the trauma that this whole community is going through and their their families and um and you know and they are interviewing children um so it's just really um it's so tra- traumatizing uh for all of us
0: you know it, it impacted me and it continues to you know makes one aware of what's out there as a father you know of a soon to be 6 year old yeah and it continues to affect me the, there's still information coming out Biden's visit and you see the 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 pain in people's people's eyes you 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 can see and you can actually feel the emotion uh, their emotions. And it's just, um, it's incredible. And, and you know, it, it's hard to, ignore. It's hard to yeah. ignore.
1: Right. And I think we're going to find out more about how the police could have done better.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ongoing, ongoing investigation already. There is some details of um, their response and what could have been done and what wasn't done. It could have this been prevented if action would have been taken a little uh, faster, and there's a possibility that th- this trauma wouldn't be as great. So can we do something? are are we able to do something? I appreciate you giving me some information um, last week when we were detailing how it impacted us here at here on Healthcare Untold. And in particular, the Brady campaign, BradyUnited.org, and their information, there is information out there that details how we can reduce violence. And in particular, Brady's campaign, their mission states that they want to reduce gun violence by 25% by 2025. They say it can't be done, but we can do anything, even end the epidemic of gun violence in the United States. We have the power. We can do this. We're able to do this. 97% of Americans want expanded background checks. 97%. That's telling that this needs to be done. That alone, the background check, you know, that alone can deter folk who might not be able to, ready to handle a weapon. So that in itself can, can deter and it can help. Now, the other thing is access to high capacity magazine weapons. So assault weapons. 155% more people are shot in incidents where assault weapons or high-capacity magazines are used. So there's an answer there. Background checks, access to assault weapons or high-capacity magazines, that in itself can help.
1: Absolutely, Gerardo. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be, I mean, the Brady campaign has been going on for a long time. Right. And, um, and they've done some great legislative work, I think, and have identified with data, um, you know, what they believe can really reduce um, deaths uh, by guns and these assault weapons. um, I just don't understand why 18 year olds can get uh, access to an an assault weapon. That does not make sense. And that's an easy fix.
0: And that's, I think what's, critical right now, you know, understanding that we can make a difference. We can make a difference by following proper law, changing certain laws, and understanding that policy needs to change in order for all this to happen. We need to figure this out now.
1: There's been so much pushback to uh, Abbott and also to Senator Cruz, who uh, just don't want to deal with this. They do not want to do anything around guns. And so um, it's just awful that a community like Govada has to carry the burden for the federal government, the state government, and the local government with the deaths of their children. And all of these children have died in vain, because we don't have the political um, courage to do things that seem so simple in data to really make a difference. And so, you know, when you think about the community in Urvade and what they must be going through now, and I could probably predict that their mental health system isn't very, um, you know, does probably doesn't have a lot of of mental health clinicians in that community. And can you imagine the amount of need that these community members are going to need uh, to go through this? And one of the things, the strength of Latino communities is families. And this was a multi-generational community where you had grandparents taking care of their uh, grandchildren. Um, And so, you know, we have to count on the fact that these families are going to support each other, uh, but they're going to need help. And so we really encourage our our listeners. uh, We've been trying to find um, community groups, and hopefully by the time this podcast gets um, published, uh, we can put up some of the community groups in Lugave who um, are going to need our support.
0: You know, I was reading uh, NAMI's website and understanding the barriers to mental health care For Latinos, our Hispanic community, especially our youth, approximately 34% of Latinos, our Latinx, Hispanic community, adults receive treatment compared to 45% on average. So there's already barriers there. Language, poverty, less healthcare insurance, lack of cultural competence. And so there's there's these barriers. We're talking about a, a stigma. We're talking about what's going on right now in communities like Uvalde.
1: Yeah, you know, when I was looking up some of the data on Uvalde, uh, I found that 25% of Uvalde uh, residents are uninsured under 65 years of age. So a quarter of the community um do not have insurance um i mean you don't get, the community members will hopefully get the support in the coming months uh from the federal government particularly um with resources um but post that process um you know it's going to be really important for communities like uvaqa to continue to uh thrive to get uh, mental health support for their children um and, you know, coming out of recovery of a pandemic where everybody was isolated for so long does not help in terms of people's mental health status. And then have guns along with that.
0: Reading and understanding information. On the Brady campaign, they're suggesting five ways that we can act now. One of them is to donate to bolster our work to prevent gun violence. You know, I, that, that thought, right now there's a lot of, people donating, helping the community in Uvalde, you know, which is much, much needed. Um, But when we talk about policy and we talk about groups that have a tremendous amount of funding, you know, at that level, which is a little bit on the sad side, if you think about it, that in order for us to act and have our voices heard, And speak to these lawmakers, we need money. You know, we we know that there's these uh, mega groups. We know that these lobbyists are really well funded and therefore can influence. So again, we need money in order for us to hear our voices heard. That's a little bit on the sad side. But... If we don't need to bolster our work to prevent gun violence, that's one of the ways we can help. Another way is demand Congress to pass stronger gun laws. Background checks. Urge senators to confirm Biden's nominee to lead ATF. The federal agencies that oversee the gun industry. So this is where it'll impact that federal agency that oversees the gun industry. We need to make sure that that person gets confirmed. Ask your friends and family, do you lock up your guns? Several types of gun violence that's happening. Accidental.
1: And then remember two thirds of the people with gun violence are committing suicide. So having, having access to guns. And I think this is a really important one um, because um, people do have guns and they need and if they have children, they need to make sure these guns are locked up. And, you know, that also goes to this age level of 18. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, do we really want 18-year-olds with assault guns?
0: Yeah, we I mean, don't.
1: <laughs> to, to not, You know, so, I mean, the that law of 18 really needs to be lifted. And I know there's moves to try to lift it to 21. That
0: would help. You know, back in 2013, President Obama said, you know, why can't we create um, fingerprint readers like we do on our phones on guns? We have that technology. Why can't we move that onto guns? That was a really nice suggestion. (laughs) I think if you can't unlock the gun, it'll prevent accidents like children handling guns and pulling the trigger accidentally. You know that a three-year-old can pull the trigger, is able to pull a trigger? A three-year-old. Yeah. It's that easy. Lastly, join the grassroots movement. Check out Brady. Check out what they're doing. BradyUnited.org. BradyUnited.org.
1: And we send our strength and, and our um, our. Love to Uvade and the families and um, please look at our podcast and we will have some um, local organizations that you could support in Uvade and um, it's just really important that Uvade doesn't get repeated um, because we just haven't moved fast enough on dealing with this issue. And we have the data that shows that if we do changes in the laws and we ensure that people lock up their guns, um, you have a right to have a gun, but you do not have a right to commit a murder.
0: As a society, we failed the 19 children and two teachers from Uvalde now we must honor them by turning our grief into action. That's right. Health care
1: untold, Healthcare. untold, Healthcare.
0: untold.